You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's great to see you. How are you doing? You look nice and warm. Well, I suppose you're indoors. I'm nice and warm, absolutely. I'm I'm sitting, and I've got nice sun coming through the windows. Actually, so it's been I'm very comfortable. Thank you very much. It's yes, yeah, so good cool. to see you. Yes, it's really nice oh, to see you. So it has been really cold. I can't believe it. Thank you for saying that. So for, for our listeners, uh, Sadia, you're from the UK, uh, born and raised there. Um, a lot of people don't think of Hong Kong as being cold, but uh, and think of the UK perhaps by in comparison being very cold. But having lived here for, for the past sort of four or five years, um, how cold yeah, yeah. is Hong Kong? Do do, do you find it? Well, I think you know on the cold days, you know, if you're talking about sort of seven, you know, seven degrees and eight degrees, then it is pretty cold, and it is like, I mean, I've spent 21 years in Scotland, and in Scotland the temperatures are low, and it is really cold and grey all the time, so you know, cold for them like is kind of in the minus, you know. But I think here in Hong Kong, I think what happens is you get sort of so used to that warm weather that suddenly these temperatures, when they do fall, it feels a lot colder. And obviously, homes are not designed for that because the majority of us don't have heating and things like that. So I think it do, it is a cold that gets into the bones. It is quite cold, I must admit. I've been feeling it. but um, And it's nice, actually, to get the warm clothes out, to tell you the truth. It's, it makes change. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's nice to have It's nice to feel that crisp air. Well, yeah, well, not, yeah. not, not, not it for, for certain groups of Hong Kong, though, if you're a street sleeper, that the cold is really, really a terrible thing. But anyway, maybe mm-hmm. that's a topic for another time. You, you've got yeah. a great topic uh, for our listeners uh, this this afternoon. Something that I don't think we've ever yeah. talked about on the One Two Three show. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny one, really, because I just came. I always the subjects that I choose for Chinwag are always something that I've come across. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. And I don't know about you, but if I said beauty contests or beauty pageants, what sort of comes into your mind? I Do you kind of think about Miss Hong Kong. Yeah, I think about Miss Hong Kong, that very iconic competition here in Hong Kong that, you know, growing up, we used to always watch um, on on the TV station. Um, and um, yeah. it, the, the ladies there are, are sort of, well, back in the day in the sort of uh, 80s and 90s, I suppose it's still now, are sort of role models, beauty and brains. You know, they're very beautiful and they're very smart as well, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I suppose I, I remember being brought up and I, and I remember in certainly in the UK, I always remember kind of the Miss World competitions and things like that because, you know, we'd just be glued to the TV. We'd watch them and then they'd come out in their swimming suits and they'd come out in their nice dresses and things like that. But it just was something that seemed to be on TV quite a bit. I think now we don't see so much of it on TV. Um, and I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, talk about things whether it's right or wrong and and I just thought I'd have a a little look at just the beauty pageant thing and then look at the kind of angles that we might actually believe in or not right but the general beauty pageant you know the beauty contest is supposed to be a competition that's traditionally focused obviously on judging and ranking physical attributes so it's your body your face 
Um, and then they do kind of touch on, you just mentioned things about intelligence and, and personality and things like that. They do touch upon those things, but I don't know whether in the past that was a major thing. I think we all made jokes about, you know, that question section that they always have in these pageants where they say, so what would you like to do for the world? And they say, well, I'd like world peace and I'd like this. So they're all very kind of general questions and you couldn't really determine anyone's sort of intelligence by it and stuff. But I think um, quite a few people now are getting a little bit sort of concerned about it. The big four, of the pageants that I suppose we've all been brought up with and we're familiar with is Miss Universe, mm -hmm. Miss World, Miss International, and Miss Earth. And I think quite a few of the American channels and stuff show things like children's pageants, which I find really quite disturbing. And I just think, I don't really want to see those. Um, but, you know, the argument is, is that, you know, are we watching, is this purely a kind of thing for the males to watch and they think, oh, there's nice looking women and their bodies and this and that. Or is it really something that's putting a huge amount of pressure on women? Because, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have women up there who are stunning, you know, who are absolutely beautiful and and they've and they've worked hard. They haven't just got to this competition through just one category. They've gone through like local heats and they've gone from one competition to another. So so it's a pretty challenging sort of and um, and pressured thing that they go through. I don't know whether you saw uh, is it Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock, the, the film that was there and she yes. was she was in the background and she was in this beauty pageant. And then you came across like such kind of sort of bitchiness and kind of cattiness of the women, because at the end of the day, you are in a competition with other women. And, you know, what you look like and how you are is is that's what you're there for. Yeah. And people are going to try and put you down no matter what. So so, you know, I wonder whether we have ever thought like, OK, they have the world's strongest man competition, right? So and the women's women are included in that too sometimes, but um, why why haven't we ever had the most handsome man competition? Wouldn't that be fun to watch? <laughs> that I would be think, fun like, to watch. I would quite like to watch. You know, figure out if we've got a group of twenty men, I wouldn't mind like seeing. Oh yeah, he's quite good. His nose is not quite right. Oh, his legs are quite good. Type of thing. But those are the types of comments. If you actually recorded something and listened to the comments that people make when they're sitting there watching these, like whether it's a group of men or whether it's a group of women, we get really quite sort of um, all the things you're not supposed to do. Where you say, "Oh, her nose is a bit funny. Her teeth are looking oh, a bit." Better. So it is very much. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, growing up watching Miss Hong Kong, I used to think, oh, wow, don't they look pretty? Don't don't, don't they look mm. fit and, and, and stuff like that? And, and then that actually creates a sort of very unhealthy mindset. You know, women are beautiful in all shapes and sizes. And on top of that, I, I remember rewatching some of the, the former Miss Hong Kongs uh, now on YouTube. You know, you can watch back in the 90s and, and, and the 80s. And it is quite misogynistic. The jokes that they cr that, that they ask, uh, the, the questions that they ask yeah, I think you yeah. know the standards these days it is really unacceptable and I, and to think yeah. that to think that that was like Absolutely. good TV it just shows how, yeah. how times have changed people used to sit down you know in families and they were going to watch this competition for two hours you know whatever it lasted so you know it does make you wonder you know the whole 
aspect of it in terms of the whole mental stability and welfare of women when it's con when it's concerned where it's concerned because now there is a little more focus but what's interesting what spurred this interesting subject was that i was flicking through the south uh, you know the morning post the south china morning post and i saw an article and they were talking about miss germany and supposedly there, what they have done is Miss Germany is just going to stop. It's not going to be this beauty pageant anymore. They're deciding to ditch all of this thing about bikinis. Nobody's going to be wearing bikinis. Um, they're going to get rid of their male jewelry and they're going to focus on personality and, you know, what women have done. Yeah, Achievements, right. absolutely. And then you can see that that, you know, and supposedly they've had some really good interest. They've had some really good feedback to this. About 1,500 people, women are applying for these things and they want to be on it. But you can see that compared to a normal beauty pageant where it's all about competition and looks and things like that, why couldn't that be then much more of a sort of networking opportunity right you know for for women who are empowered and who've achieved something so they get together and it's not this competition you think oh right what have you done what story do you have to tell and could almost be a kind of motivational sort of uh, you know program that you watch and and then you get something out of it and how many girls would be sitting there watching that thinking you know i didn't think i could do it but after seeing these women, I think I could do that. And that's brilliant. Yay. Yeah. I say, well, why don't you go for it? I think Miss Germany should be duplicated across the world exactly. and, and everyone should be doing that. Exactly. And Miss Germany, you know, excelling in STEM subjects, for example, you know, or, yeah. and, and starting yeah. up a brand new startup. At the same time, uh, will it still be sort of partly based, judged on looks or, you know, you kind of want somebody who's got the beauty and the brains for, for these type of um, beauty yeah. pageants. That's why that's that's how you get viewership. You know, maybe we don't talk, call it the beauty at the moment. We call it a beauty Be pageant. Yeah, then right. obviously everyone's just focused on someone's looks. But I, I don't know. I just think that you know. I think you know some of the some of the commercial like products. Like if you think of say Dove, the soap and you know their products. I know when they launched that number of years back and they had their soap and stuff. They were using kind of quite sort of, uh, you know, um, models that models. were sort of oversized. From, from, you know, and different colours. And different yeah, colours. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was really nice. And we got quite used to their advertising and we got quite used to it. So I don't see why that if you are having a kind of pageant like that where Miss Germany, obviously, okay, you will have presentable maybe that's part of it that you're presentable regardless of how what size you are what color you are what background you are you have to be reasonably say presentable and that's about how you keep yourself and mm -hmm. things like that but it shouldn't be a disqualifying thing that you know if you're a bit overweight or something you haven't you don't have to be a size zero to do it or you know a size 10 or 12 or whatever so i think they need to be opening up some of those boundaries there and and you know the diverse background of people that is there and and they all have different talents and things to offer that those are the things that should be highlighted now and i think it's a very good idea if they actually did start to do that and also i think the judges who are on these and that's the the case with miss germany the judges shouldn't just be kind of ogling men who are sitting there thinking, oh, she's all right. But, you know, judges who are women, who, who come from different backgrounds and things like that. But, you know, that doesn't say that, that doesn't mean that just has to be a thing for women. We could do the same version for men.
Exactly. Um, one thing that you, you mentioned just now about diversified background, you know, all the years of Miss Hong Kong, I don't think I've ever seen anybody with a sort of visible disability. Um, maybe afterwards they sort of say that they maybe struggled with dyslexia or other things, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody in a wheelchair or anybody with a hearing aid or, you know, um, so it's, yeah. And it's really important to offer uh, young people, uh, women and uh, young girls, young boys watching these uh, competitions to see a representation, you know, what is beauty? Beauty comes in yeah. so many different forms. Uh, you don't have to look a certain way to be beautiful. Um, and, and, and I think they have to start to do that because, you know, there is a target market out there. There are people who would love to watch stuff like, you know, would like to see diverse people, you know, whether you've got problems with your hearing or whether you've got, you know, you're, you may be partially blind, but why is it that people can't come and they, then they are talking about their achievements, they're talking about what they've done and things like that. But I think the more that somebody kind of breaks some of those chisels down on some of those views that we have, um, you know, maybe the start of Miss Germany just doing that is just the start. I mean, I suppose you could apply the same thing to going back to the Olympics, that initially the Olympics was just for able-bodied people, but then the Paralympics came in and now that's just an acceptable, you know, people accept that and, yeah. and it's going on and it's absolutely fine. So I think it's just for us to as 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 you know just women and men and stuff to accept that and to want those changes but you know i thought it was quite interesting because i was just brought up with seeing these competitions on tv and things yeah it is very interesting sadia and and what came to my mind just now was you know you've got the rise of acceptance you know there's like you said there's a market of people who want to see the diversity and then on the other side of of, of the same coin you've got social media and um all, all that pushing a certain ideal of beauty plastic surgery you know you, you've got you've got these sort of uh beautifying tools on on mobile phones to make you look a certain way you know beauty seems so standardized mm -hmm. in, in a way um my mom will always sort of joke and say oh look at all these new pop stars they all look the same the, the big eyes uh, contact lenses in the eyes uh a oh. sort of straight hair yeah. and and um i don't know v v chin is another one a v face is yeah. another one so you, you want the, the diversified beauty yet at the same time people are aspire to looking the same way I, I don't know how to explain that does that sort of make sense yeah no no absolutely and, and they did say that you know some of these competitions and things in the past and now they're saying there's a different sort of people want to make quite a bit of money out of this too because obviously this is going to open up um you know other areas like you mentioned like science and finance and culture and sustainability those are the types of subjects that perhaps this may open up but but previously you know cosmetic surgery and you know body shape and all this that i'm sure lots of women who used to watch some of these pro watch some of these contests used to think look all i need is a bit of a tummy tuck all i need is just to get my nose sorted out and stuff so, you know, it's just that focus that needs to change. And I think there will be a different target audience, but maybe that target audience is looking at, you know, things that are a little bit more valuable, like this whole thing about sustainability or, or, or you know, culture, and, and also encouraging women to go into finance, to encourage them to go into science and things like that. So maybe that's 
just a different market in itself, but it's a much more positive market compared to the whole thing about makeup and, and, and you know, cosmetic surgery and things like that. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, it's going to take time. It's like anything else. And now with social media, I think platforms like this can actually get a lot more exposure. But um, I don't know how popular, you know. I'm not sure many countries, quite a few countries have now banned these kind of beauty pageants and stuff. They don't they don't air them anymore. I know certainly in the UK they used to, they used to regularly have Miss World and things like that. And there's a lot of controversy about it. And I think quite a few things are not you don't see them so much. You might see them on on sort of other channels and stuff, but on main channels they don't actually. Um, promote them much yeah. because it can be a bit derogatory you know i think that the other argument for i mean that there are some people who definitely say no we should ban them um they are you know exploiting women and it's demoralizing for women to be judged uh, on, on those bases um for some places it's seen as an honor you know i think in venezuela uh, they've got or, or colombia they've got actually beauty pageant schools for developing wow. places for, for developing countries like the philippines for example you know they they really pride uh, their miss world and, and miss universe because mm. it, it's it's a ticket it's an opportunity for 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 some women uh, to get out of their existing living yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah, it's a chance for them yeah. to see the world. It's for them to promote their culture um, without saying it's right or wrong. Th th that's some of the reasons why sure. some people uh, choose yeah, to no, do Yeah, no, I'm sure there's a balance pageants. there. But one point that you mentioned up. just now about child beauty pageants, oh, that's just, oh, I, can't, I can't watch it. I, I don't think I've no, ever watched a single them. one. Yeah, it just seems no, so it's quite strange. Hideous. To dress a, a five-year-old or a six-year-old in, oh. in 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 a young woman's costume, it it, it sort of sexualizes them. Um, and it's very it's yeah. very popular in the states. I you know and 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 I think as you said, like you know, if they've got schools to train people, there are schools and things to teach these kids how to dance and to sing and to do these talent things. But it's just I feel it's so harsh to do that to children. And you know, I find even things like you know, junior master chef. Like I, I watch that sometimes, and I know it's it's, it's so stressful. To watch it, but, but it's so stressful because I just think because when they when they're kind of disqualified or they, you know, they have to move, I see oh. these tears welling in their eyes, and I just think, oh my god, you're going to do so much damage to that child. They're going to go back and thinking, oh no, good. Yeah. But it's just no, it's really disturbing. I just feel like you know, with children, we need to protect them a little bit and. You know, they've got little hearts and you don't want to, to upset them. They need a lot of, you know, their egos can be damaged and then it might be a kind of serious amount of damage that gets done. But I, and I'm totally, I I'm, will stand up and say I'm totally against these kind of things where the children are featured and put pressure on and stuff to do these things because it can't have very good long-term effects, seriously. It's just, um, so yeah, beauty pageants for women, yeah, all right. But even there, I'm sure quite few women probably come out of it a little bit damaged. I, I think you hit the nail the on the head, Sadia, like in terms of, you know, we really have to protect children, basically. You know, they'll they'll want to grow up and they'll want to do adult stuff. But, you know, it just seems to objectify children for, you know, I'm sure there's some people who are sort of um, sexualizing these children. And I think that's mm -hmm. really, really wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for such a thought-provoking subject. I'm sure it's a topic we'll revisit another time. And that's Sadia Osmani for this week's uh, Chinwag. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.